What's up, guys? Is it an intro Sorry. without a fail? <laughs> Hit that fucking button twice, man. <laughs> are you are you recording the our uh, yeah recording the audio I'm before I starting it right now? There right it is. On. We'll be missing Memories. the song, and that's it. Nice, Jordan. So well, what's going on? Yeah, welcome on the show, man. Thanks, man. It's, it's nice to be on here. It's an honor to be on with you guys, and I uh, appreciate it. We appreciate it too, man. Was sh short, short notice too. Jordan yeah. stepped out and smoked a J before, uh, so yeah. I I think Pat and I what we should do is probably join him. <clears throat> Pat, you dabbing? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Just trying to fix. Uh... Hang on, man. Some technical difficulties with the with the yeah, pen. Trying to f no, trying to fix uh, frame uh, Brian's window better. You're on a close up now, Brian, man. See? Yeah, we can see your gray, uh, your gray beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's wisdom. That's what that is. Is that what Char it is? Character, I, I believe they call it. Yeah, yeah, just like the dings in my drywall character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that coming in my near future. Already getting the baseboards beat up and kids. Uh, <laughs> It's just a ball of energy, as you would know. I'm working with a bunch of guys that have young kids, man. And I, I, like, listen, I, I love my daughter, but I love that she's past that time now, man. 16 years old is the best. We, right there in the depths of COVID, like when everybody had to stay inside, you couldn't, like, you know what I mean? You guys remember? We yeah. let the kids take to the walls in the basement here with crayons. Like we just like we're I mean we're gonna paint the basement anyway, so just go ahead. Yeah. And it's been a year and a half, and like I'm I'm here with it. You know what I mean? Like you walk downstairs, you bring somebody downstairs, show them something. Oh, this is this this, and then <laughs> it's like, and I mean wall to wall, like it's all four <laughs> walls just covered in crayons. <laughs> you remember Jamie Marchand, that Leafs fan on that on Twitter, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. She 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 bought a house, and in in her basement there was that weird fucking lady drawn on the wall, like, and we kept fucking pulling her legs, saying her house was haunted and shit. <laughs> Probably was. Creepy fucking drawing too, my friend. Feels weird to be podcasting after a win, Pat. Yeah. Jordan, relish this because podcasting after a loss is it's fucking painful. Yeah, common, I would imagine. Yeah, common. Not not lately though. <laughs> I mean, uh, three in a row, boys. I uh, yeah. I said to tweet. I was. I said, tell Cole, Caden, Sean, uh, tell them all. Throw <laughs> some fucking dirt on it. They ain't hurt. We got the playoffs to make. <laughs> I'm trying to ruffle some tanker's feathers here. Plan <coughs> the parade, boys. Some people some people will take offense. Some people will get a little ticked <laughs> off, I'm sure. Speaking of tankers, hey, Rob in the chat. What's up, Rob? Be <laughs> <laughs> Being angry is fun, too, I guess. I said at the beginning of the year, I'm not going to get angry at losses. I, I, it's not in me to be fucking angry at wins. I can't do it. Can't it's tough. It. It's tough. Even like, I'm They're a pro so tanker. Infrequent. 
I'm a pro tanker, but it's just tough. It doesn't feel right. Like, okay, cool. I got to watch them win. I was hoping they wouldn't because in the long run it doesn't help. But it is what it is. They're, they're not going to lose them all. So No, no, you're right. And I mean, they're, they're supposed to beat Chicago. It is what it is. Chicago's the worst team right now. Oh, boy, they are bad. They're bad. Oh, they were worse than I thought they were going to be. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I don't know what I don't know what feed you guys were listening to, but in the intermission, they were talking about some of like the players that are moving out. Like they have Domi's UFA, Anastasia, or however you say it. Like there's so many names going out of Chicago this trade deadline. It's ridiculous. I mean, imagine if they had a guy like Kirby Doc. The future be bright for them. It certainly would. Oh boy! Imagine, I mean, imagine Bedard and Doc as part of your center depth. Could you imagine? Think shit, about man. that, boys. Maybe Don't I'll even think it into existence, bro. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> fucking, fucking sim lottery, sim lottery. Sim yeah, lottery. Oh, yeah, I love it. This, <laughs> yeah. this is my first try. Look, we yeah, yeah. first and second. Yeah. I, I wish it would the... tell that. What's that? Sorry, go on. Uh, Rob's saying I'm, I'm on the wrong sh- side of the screen, but yeah, I did not revert my shit somehow. Can I do it on the fly? That would be interesting for Montreal to win the lottery for their center position. It's uh, who who would move to the wing? Uh, you... Suzuki, I would think. You think? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Makes some sense. He's played I mean, right. He's played guys, right I, wing I, before, but it wasn't, as good, wasn't as, yesterday. as Kirby Doc is playing right now, I'm not throwing oh, away three three, se- three seasons of Suzuki for like a month and a half of hot Kirby Doc. Chill, chill, guys. I get it. I have the same chill, feeling. Man. It's chill. like, you yeah, Doc Suzuki looks great. The fucking now, playoffs, guys. Come on, he's clutch. He's it's clutch. been what a month. <clears throat> yeah, about Suzuki, a month you know he's a center. You know Suzuki's a center. So I just. I don't see the downside to it, though. That's that's the problem. Yeah, there's no I, downside. I'm still having I flashbacks, it, man. I don't see it as a demotion. I don't see it as no, anything other Brian, balance. Yeah. We're, in the, we're in the bubble. There's a three. There's a five-on-three against Pittsburgh. Dano is the second guy penalized. Suzuki shuts down both fucking Crosby and Malkin. That's I promise a, you that in that scenario, he'll still be on the ice pad. Whoa, whoa, I whoa, promise whoa, whoa. It happened. It happened. It's, it's not, true. Oh, no, no, no. He if did he's it. a winger, he can't kill a penalty five on three. That's like that's. He's that's, not leading the play. It's man. not. It's not a demotion, and it's not a slight on the guy's game at all. I think, personally, Kirby Doc is the better center in the long run. I just, I feel that. All I just, I'm saying is, I'll wait for more than a month and a half sample to say something. Like well, that. well, yeah, I mean, you've got some bias when it comes to Kirby Doc, anyway. Like he's a wet noodle. No, I love him. No, no, he beat all that. He beat all that. You're like. You're coming down the slide Dude, right here, and you're, I've about, seen you're at the bump. Two, you know the bump in the middle of the slide? That's where you're at. I've seen two playoff runs of fucking Nick Suzuki, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's Thank not you. a slide on Suzuki. I, I, it, it, anyway, is. It, it's not, it is. It it's is. not. It's not. What if they both stay at center? And Connor well, Bedard plays right wing. I, oh, it was, I was, yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> that would be a fucking. I don't think right? you take a potential generational talent and move him out of his natural position. I just don't think it's a great idea. So <laughs> I, I say the battle is going to be good with Fantilli then, and that that's it, dude. 
We're not getting the first pick, guys. We're not. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's a lottery. Boys. It's a lottery. Like, what do you? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, you can't. Like, that. I get it. Do you play lottery, Brian? <laughs> What's that? You ever like Sorry? buy a, a lottery ticket? Do you do you play that? I mean, why? I mean, once in a while when there's fucking con in the dark. So tell me something. Fucking million, yeah, I'll so pick one up. You, you go at the, at the fucking store, buy a lottery ticket, and then you come back and put it cash down on a new house. <laughs> yeah, Honey, I'll that? fucking go right now. The fucking streets, the stores across the road. We'll fucking scratch it together. Shit, man, dude. dude. But like. Man, like we saw it tonight. There's teams that are worse than the Habs. It's just, it is what it is. They're not the worst team in the league. No, they've oh, been they've been picking high for a couple of years. Some other teams are fucking selling it all to do start that process now. That's I the mean, way this. You mentioned Chicago's the best example. They got mm. rid of two young, promising players for some reason. You think they'd build around those guys, and now they got a bunch of guys uh, that are pending UFAs. They're going to sell them all off. What do you have left? What do you have left what? when you get rid of those guys? You're they're starting from day one, so right. it's like they're bad for a long time. Oh, you're right. And we're we're only like I mean year three of A's rebuild, man. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like it's it's not wrong. Like I, I get like that that the the COVID bubble and then that the realignment. <laughs> That completely changed the trajectory. There is no way we would have made some of those moves if that wasn't what was happening in the world at the time. We have to all agree. Like you, Mark. there's no way you can't. Whenever those realignment went through, there was guaranteed a Canadian team in the third round of the playoffs. It's it was a guarantee. Somebody in your division was going to be in the third round of the playoffs. What well, like it might as well have been. Yeah, yes, we beat the, we, we beat the Leafs to get there, man. It's legit. I, it's fucking man. legit, dude. Now not, here's not, the th here's. Like, you want to blame something for not getting Bedard? You fucking blame those decisions then. Don't blame winning some games now because you've taken a couple steps. You know what I mean? Like I we can still be it's two different Martin. stages of a rebuild. I mean, Chicago's oh, sure. in its newborn stage. Oh, Montreal's yeah, yeah, sure. in its toddler stage. They have their core of guys that you know going forward you're building around. Could they use yeah, another yeah. superstar talent? Obviously, we're spoiled, but guys. You have that core. Chicago, what do they have left? They don't have that core once they go. I mean, Kane and Taves are out the door. They got rid of Debrinket, Doc. I mean, you, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're starting from day one. Montreal's not as far away as Chicago is, or a Columbus. But, for sure. I mean, as as big as the draft is for a team like Chicago and it was for Montreal and still will be this year. This year will be, it'll be important, but starting next year, you're going to see more significant things coming in by trade. Like for that's sure. the next step. You're going to start adding balance. You're going to start selling some of the assets that you built up because you, they're not fitting into the long-term plan. Right. And they have abundance. Yeah. We our cupboards. Are I mean, People like to say you always overrate your own prospects, but I mean, Montreal finally has a cupboard where other people are finally praising them and are making lists and are, you know, leading leagues. I mean, look at guys like Lane Hudson and Sean Farrell. I yeah. mean, how good they're doing in the NCAA. I mean, they're standout prospects now. It's not guys yeah, that just, for what, right? just because they were first round picks. Like, we're not yep. talking about the Michael McCarrens anymore. I mean, 
Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Michael McCarron. <laughs> um, but I mean, who else was picking Michael McCarron in the first round that year? Yeah, but to be fair, Trevor Timmons came out singing. It was a gamble. Like <sighs> it was, it was a, it was a fair fucking calculated gamble where they knew they, they had good chances of losing that pick. Right? Timmons was humble with his choice, man. He felt he had all the tool and was worth gambling on. But yeah, I get I it. I mean, I, and I, I want pressure. To work so bad. Oh, I mean, oh, think, God, of it, oh, yeah. think of that. What did everybody cry man. for? Sorry? I said, think of that era of Habs. What did everybody cry for? Size. Gotta get bigger. The pressure mm. on them to get bigger was like building for years at that point. Yeah. Here's a, here's a six foot five kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, going back yeah. way before then. So when they got fleeced for the Leclerc trade, it was like it's number one on everybody's list ever since. Yep, I All mean, right. up on even up until a couple of years ago. I mean, I was pumped for the Josh Anderson trade. Oh yeah, me too. It was the me type too. of play Montreal's been starving for. Yep. And Which I have one, to admit, as, if, are you talking about we Kakanimi or Galchenyuk right now? Sorry, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to Josh Anderson, too, like he's the kind of player that if uh, if we were making runs still, I think the way management, I think management has a line in the sand, and as soon as they get what they want for him, they'll pull the they'll pull the trigger. But the beauty is they don't have to until they get exactly what uh, they want. Yeah, and I mean he's he's not thirty plus. He's not he's not a negative asset yet. Will he be traded before he becomes a negative asset? Brendan Gallagher is a negative asset. Yeah. Right. Will Josh Anderson be traded before he's a negative asset? You don't think so, Pat? No, sorry. I'm just thinking about all the shit I took for saying Gallagher is fucking bullshit like six months before everyone else accepted it and all of, yeah. Now it's just accepted fact. I remember, fuck yeah. It's just the love I was Gallagher, getting beat up for that opinion, man. You're the first one to be a cynical douchebag. Way to go, man. It's not cynical, dude. <laughs> I, think it was just the, I think it's just the love and the bias for... A Brendan Gallagher uh, fans didn't want to admit where it was headed. I mean, I'm, I, I'm guilty of that. I mean, I was still skeptical and optimistic he was going to make a comeback and a bounce back and get healthy and, you know, but... Guys, he was, he, was, he was amazing because of that fucking friendly deal, right? It was part of the reason yeah, that's exactly why. what so, to say. Dude, I'll take 375. Yeah, there you Gallagher, go. I need day over. Six point five. Yeah, yeah. Not 100%. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. He needed fucking hot Dano and Tatar to be worth even five million, to be and it happened and that's what he got paid and good for him, man. But no, no, oh, it wasn't no, happening on no. his own, man. Oh no, no, never. You can't have fucking Brian John Perry playing fucking Corey Perry style of hockey, man. It is what it is. It doesn't work like that. Man. Yeah, no, but what I'm, what I'm <laughs> saying is. Yeah, yeah, this is his fucking leg. He likes to stand on for sure. Brian Gionta <laughs> playing Corey Perry. Yeah, anyway. exactly. It doesn't work, man. Okay, I want, I want to ask you like guys it. something because I wanted to put this out there. And <laughs> I, like, I didn't want to take the heat because like fucking people agree. Do it. Like, explain to me how Cole Caulfield and Pat Brees don't want anything but a bridge deal. I, like, I, can't, I can't wrap my head around an eight-year deal. They don't want that. How could they? Explain it to me. I don't think they want it. Um, I think... I still think a long-term deal happens. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. But, I mean, you're right. 
I mean, especially with the injury now, he didn't get to continue his season. He was on pace for, what, 46, 48, yep. something like that. I mean, yep. if he scores 45-plus this year, what are you looking at? You're um, looking at 9-plus, nine, nine easy. You think? I think yeah, at if, least. If, you're gonna, if he's going to sell any UFA years right now, I guarantee it's up there. Well, that's, that's 100% what they'd ask for, 100%. I always figured, I guess they would settle around eight times eight, maybe. But, I mean, you're right. Why would the bridge deal for him makes – why would – for a bridge deal? If he comes back, what do you bridge him at? Bridge six deals now. Six and a half at three yeah. years? That's a, that's yeah. a tough gamble because in three years he's going to cost you fucking 12. So yeah. what? No, so what? Man, no, sell- no, no, no. He's selling you all of his UFA years, Ken. You sign him for three years now, I th- okay? I that puts I, about twenty-five, and then you own him until he's fucking thirty-two. I think right now, you can definitely play fucking Suzuki going to talk to him about fucking winning culture and taking less for a winning team, man. Oh, and sweet I, Jesus, man! That's, that's what I like. Suzuki did it, dude. Long term. What do you mean Suzuki did it? It's a. What do you mean Suzuki did what? You think Suzuki's on a friendly? Yeah. Nick. 780 like he's he's that's yeah. that's completely comparable with where he is in the league. There's that's not, that's not I think I think Pat was saying I don't think that's fair. Dude. Saying Suzuki took the long-term deal instead of the bridge. Well, yeah, of course. No, it's going to become a fucking bargain any, in, in those years case, for sure, man. Any side Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. I want to hear your point. I'm, I'm 100% convinced that that contract end up, ends up being a, a fucking bargain. Oh, I guarantee it'll be a so bargain that, well, well, because he's going to progress. But that's not that's not. But a he knows now. that he knows that. So by taking a long a long term contract, he accepted that he's losing on the long run because he wants a winning. Yeah, but for sure, that's Nick Suzuki, guys. Is it, are you really surprised to think that Suzuki's that type of guy? No, I'm not conceding the fact that it's a team friendly deal. He's get like he's. He, I don't agree that it's a team friendly deal. I think he's paid appropriately. I think he is like like he's. Oh no, I'm like, not it's saying a good deal. Here, it's no, a good but, deal for the Montreal Canadians, okay, but, but it's not. It's not a home discount. It's not a Patrice Bergeron yeah. leaving three million dollars on the table a year. It's just that's no, no, not. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Well, Patrick Patrice Bergeron was paid a fair percentage of the cap in his best years. He got he got his good pays days, man. He's right, but you do remember the story with Hughes telling us the story that there was nine and a half offered somewhere else yeah, being yeah, yeah. northeast and that he turned it down and told him give me six. Like it was hit you know what oh, I mean? Like, it happens. That, it's yeah, Bergevin, or, uh, Bergeron, sorry, I think was at a different stage in his career than this Nick Suzuki was as well. I mean, absolutely. All I'm doing is saying that it's not. He's not leaving money on the table. I think he's paid appropriately, but I, I don't think that's the, a team friendly road, deal. I, is, I don't. Th- I don't think that's a favor to the Montreal Canadiens in any way, shape, or form. That is an appropriate deal for an eight-year term. Uh, that's coming out of your RFA. Uh, like, I get that's it. Not... I, I get what you're saying, but for me, not not insisting on a bridge, not insisting insisting on free agency as to, as soon as possible, is doing the team a favor. You're giving up years, man. It's the years of leverage you're you're giving up. I don't. Well, when's his contract up? He'll be like, okay, let's do the math. Twenty nine. Yeah, that's like twenty nine thirty. Yeah, that's it's not giving years. us all your UFA years, man. No. Whenever you br- two, whenever you bridge and you it, sign man. at twenty three or twenty four, but like depending on when you started. Like I think if you started eighteen, you could be a UFA at twenty five or something like that. Or is it twenty six? Twenty five, twenty six, something like that. Right. So like. Caulfield, he's going to sign this deal at 22. So if he if we get him for four or less, 
on a bridge deal and not del- like fucking the Toronto's the prime example. They fucking hand delivered those the like the two best players Math. on the team to UFA exactly. Math like is, they yeah. gave them, yeah. That's what you're saying. I don't see. I don't see how it makes sense for Brisson not to be going after a bridge. Word. I'm tr- I, and I think it's actually Brian. kind of in the best interest of the Canadians too. Uh, that's I mean, you're, gonna, Brian, you're, Brian. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay the Brian. guy eventually. You might as well own the best years of his career. The best that's example honest. I can think of to counter argue it is uh, PK Subban. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. remember he went to arbitration. They you yes. know they br- they bridged him first and didn't give him the long term deal, and he went and won a Norris Trophy, and then all oh, of a sudden. You're- all of yeah. a sudden, paying the guy nine million instead of you know a year ago you could have signed him long term for what six six and a half. I think the five seven five seven five was the last offer I think that was turned down, and it was yeah, over so, six six or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and all of a sudden just, paying him nine and just want to slide it in there, man. Suzuki is uh, is signed until he's thirty years old. Three solid years of fucking free agency he's giving us at eight fucking million, seven point eight whatever, man. I think that's fucking fair, man. Up until straight fucking of, 30, straight 30 out of years RFA seven point eight five. I don't. I, I. I'm sorry. I just don't think it's a favor to the Canadians. I think it's appropriate. I think it's bang on what he's worth, and it's going to be a good deal at the end of the day. But I don't think. Sorry, I'm, I just said. Oh, what? Yeah. Tw- we, until we thirty can years old, Pat. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can still it. be friends. See, but sides of it, I see where Pat's going and saying, you know, Suzuki did give up. Oh, he could a few he years. Fucking hit, hit free agency and at twenty six. I see what Pat's saying, but like I think of the Patrietti situation. The Patrietti, you know, at the time when he signed that, what we all considered in the end as a super team friendly deal. I mean, it's it's no secret Patrietti played for years in Montreal and was underpaid. Um, right. He signed that deal, and at the time, it was fair. Near the end or halfway through, everyone realized it was a team-friendly deal. Maybe Suzuki ends up like that. You know, right now, is he a seven-point-something million-dollar player? That's debatable. Maybe not. Maybe he is. He is on Montreal. I know that. I mean, yeah. his importance to that team, he's worth that easily. Five, three years from now, are we going to say that's a team-friendly deal? Maybe. For sure. I. I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna age very well, but I think it's absolutely appropriate. I don't think it's Big above and beyond. About it? Oh, uh. <laughs> oh, you old! <laughs> you fucking went there, dude. I don't believe you. Awesome, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm just. I hope Joel's not here to catch a screenshot and have that fucking. That, <laughs> That's the only thing I'm scared of. It's fucking Joel catching screenshots yours, and shit. Oh, you're his next fucking profile picture for like months. <laughs> for shit. <laughs> he got Vini for over a year with a fucking haircut. Dude, dude. <laughs> dude. No, that wasn't that the fucking wasn't that his like old driver's license photo or something. I like think that? so. Something, but but I think I don't know who came up with the name Communist Vini for that picture. But it's fucking it's Commie Vini, man. <laughs> fucking hey, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I don't know who came. Like, uh, <clears throat> well, not much. Do you guys remember if it ever happened that we won both games at the Super Bowl weekend? I don't remember ever happening. Man. We lose both games all the time, right? <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, last, the last two seasons we usually lose a lot of back to back, so it's it all blends together now. It's like. <laughs> 
So what's what's up with the Habs fucking lining up three big wins? Well, two big wins, but three three in a row. Two fucking huge wins, man. We we Connor McDavid was on a fucking hot streak before he walked against the Habs, and we shut them down, man. Nothing at all. There was something festering in his brain that fucking game. Like he was he was on like he was on the edge the whole game, and we pushed him over the entire fucking game. He was he like couldn't get it upstairs. You know what I mean? I feel he like. Wound. I feel similar to Drysidle. I feel like both of them kind of, you know. He was whining like every call. Yeah. Like, he was, like every time the camera was on, his like he's like chirping at the ref on Getting the way sucky, back to the yeah. bench. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I like I found that odd. I love yeah. it. I mean, uh, we seen it a couple of years ago when the you know the old McDavid elbow on Kakaniemi. You can get to him, obviously, but. Yeah. McDavid. Fuck. <laughs> Cheat code. Those, those vibes Man. from when uh, Placanus would shut down Crosby all the time, right? Crosby would get so would... fucking pissed, man, because he couldn't do yeah. shit. Best player yeah. in the world. And there's this fucking clever Czech guy. Especially earlier <laughs> in his career, yeah. He was never frustrated, yeah. right? I don't know what he could say to those to the fucking opponents to get them. Because like, he was always that happy, casual face and yeah, just saying something. And they would get upset, man. Like Man, imagine being chirped by somebody in a fucking turtleneck. Like, honestly. <laughs> Fuck that. Right? Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> Big whoop. Yeah, the Big one whoop. guy in the league. <laughs> it was like the guy who used to play fucking wear, uh, wear Cooperalls. Remember that guy in fucking house league back in the day? Everybody else had fucking switched to their hockey socks and there was one guy that wore Cooperalls. <laughs> Man, that was Robin Cooper wherever, when we grew up. We used to fucking try and hammer Robin Cooper. <laughs> Exposed, man. That's mean. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, we're top, yeah, we were dead. We're, we're top Just three. the Cooperalls. Just because the Cooperalls. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the Jofa helmet? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Jofa? Jofa? What year is it? That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we got a lot of players heating up that, uh,. Raphael Harvey Pinard. Let's talk about that. We can go that direction, too. Lavaliger. Lavaliger. I think he could fucking shed that moniker, actually. I think he's going to pave his own way. I'm like, man, like, a guy like that. Now, that's the kind of guy who's going to take your team-friendly deal. He's the one that's going to ask for fucking two and a half million to fucking play into, you know what I mean? He's your Paul Byron, like, you know? I hope yep. that's who that is. That and Josh Wah, right? Josh Wah, U.S. Exactly. Yep. You got it, man. <laughs> man, I've been pra- I've been practicing. <laughs> My fucking teeth fell out the first fucking few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, who stood I out did- for you guys? Uh, the the Super Bowl weekend, or especially against uh, Oilers, man, a guy that that like un- uncalled hero or unsound or whatever. Are we talking about Arbor now? His injury? Oh fuck, dude, that hurts, man. Eh? What a po- what a poor guy. Did you see my TikTok today? <laughs> I'm not even fun making those fucking things, man. Did you read Old TikTok. Vini's tweet? Where he's like, I, he's pointing. It's not the shoulder. Don't heal my shoulder. It's okay. <laughs> what a bummer. Oh man. 
See that that's really if we're gonna tank, that one hurts, man, because that's pure yeah. fucking entertainment and fucking. It fan was joy. Man. It was joy to watch that guy clear people in front of the net, like. Every single time somebody would like the like tonight, whenever Anderson fought, any time that somebody would take liberty, I would always my num my eyes would go straight to seventy two. I don't even like. I started watching hockey a little bit differently whenever he's on the ice. I like there like I normally watch the puck, you know what I mean, whatever, blah blah blah. When Arbor Jack guy's on the ice, I kind of fucking keep my eye on him. I just love watching him. He's, yep. Yep. He's a, you're watching it behind the play. Yeah, yeah. It's even worse when you're... When I know you're the, the cameraman when they fucking do, are away Brian, from it. I, well, I was going to say... Like, when I see like, the fucking shit going on, I'll be like, get the fucking camera back forever! <laughs> like, it definitely has that fucking... That magnetism uh, when you're at the Bell Center for sure, man. Like, you, you, the, the plays over there is so fucking... Looking at yeah. what Jack Eye's doing for sure, man. Like, you're, 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 you, oh, man. He's a beauty. What a! I can't believe he's out indefinitely, man. Like that's a fucking that's a fucking kick in the pants. It was like one of the bright spots. Yeah, it was. I mean, well, you're too, too at hard. least hoping for entertainment in a season like this. Yeah, and Losing that was. One of the, I mean, you lose right? Cole, and Goody. then now Arbor. <laughs> it's like you lost your number one overall pick. I mean, what else is yeah. that? Everything's just like honestly. It feels like a TV show where they're like injecting new favorite characters. It's like kind of like it's written in that you're, you have to love it. Right now it's Yulinen and fucking Harvey Pinard. You know what it means? Like, yeah, oh, and Doc. Like, you guys got, oh my God, what a feel good story that was. Good for that Could fucking guy. Now it's going to be Dude, Yul Teasdale. What is it, 31 years old? First goal, man? What's that, dude? It was in, uh, t- is it, isn't he 31 years old, uh, Bezil? Yeah. Isn't it crazy, yeah. man? Wow, that's man. awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I fucking said, hey, there's hope for me to fucking do something with my life yet, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> and but then again, maybe not. Nah. Plenty of wiggle I'm hoping to make something good. The golf course opens tomorrow. The one, the nine Does hole on it? the other side of the lake. Yeah, yeah. I gotta start golfing this summer, man. You're going to start this summer? Yeah, I have to. Because you sell cars? <laughs> well, because they have a fucking animal tournament and everything. So, yeah, like, it's a big thing. Are you, are, Pat, I don't, are you athletic? Uh, I can be, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking jump hurdles and stuff, like, for sure, right? Did you play basketball and did, can you skate and like when you I grew just, up? Did yeah, you play tennis? I don't skate very good. Tennis I can play a bit, but pre, probably everybody here kicks my ass. But I did okay, lots, so no. lots of lots of fucking bicycles. Not at bikes. all. I cannot play tennis. No, no, dude. I did now, like uh, yeah, I rode a lot. This like, is a direct quote from Michael stuff. Jordan. Okay, like so, I I believe he has some authority on the matter. Golf is a direct reflection of your athletic ability. So it's a it's a mix between power, agility, um, like fluidity. Like there's you can't overdo any one of those things. You can't swing too hard like a baseball. You have to have fluid to your motion. There has and it and he's he's right. So like you have in order to be a really good golfer, you have to have a mix of athletic ability. You have to have hand eye so coordination. You can't swing too hard. So you have to know it. You know what I mean. 
Oh, I'm lacking yeah, in something. What well, abilities? I'm lacking big time, man. <laughs> yeah, what Dude, abilities I... prevents you from slicing it deep into the woods every hole? Yeah, that ability. <laughs> you swing too hard. Like, that's everybody. Maybe, yeah. That's what everyone keeps telling me. Well, I mean, maybe it's time to listen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's you the driver. I want to drive it. Man, I I used to be like I'll I'll fucking swing less hard in my fifties, okay? Like I'm fucking swinging, I'm forced. Like I'm fucking, I'm fucking swinging the golf club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I learned how to play golf, I used to swing <laughs> so hard that I got an extra stiff shaft with an inch and a half cut off the thing. It was like a piece of fucking rebar with a driver head on it, and I would swing so god. It was like I used to play baseball, right? So like yeah. it was impossible, impossible not to swing. Yeah. So, but uh, Pat, you you can drive the golf cart and drink. They'll they'll have just as I good a time with you. So, but I was gonna say though, we're talking about a tournament of fucking eight fucking drunkards, man. Where I have good chances here. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Just yeah. bide your time. Was it going for the PGA, uh, Brian? I realized okay. my my chances against Tiger Woods are pretty low forever. I accept it, even when he's fucking 80, 90. There's probably fucking good chances he still kicks my ass. I get it. Wasn't aiming I'll that tell high, you, man. man. Trying to have fun, best, man. Some of the best golfers <laughs> on my golf course are the eighty-year-olds, and they go fucking driver, three wood, three wood putter. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, it's just a straight long shot. And yeah, yeah. So, so people yeah. are co complaining about the eighty's going to be a good golfer. People are yeah. complaining about the golf talk right now. <laughs> well, it's mo mostly uh, Jeffrey Damone. Oh, great. So people saying Aris week, he played a fucking sequence right now. Where, where like a, maybe the whole week since we're back from the bye week. Jordan Aris has been fucking hot, man. Yeah, yeah man. he's he's been real good. First uh, multi-goal game for a Habs defenseman since PK Subban, I guess. Wow. First, I Who's think it's not his first rookie defenseman with two goals since PK Subban. I think it was like since like the the. Uh, most uh, uh, uh. he was the first one to score <laughs> more than one goal in a game since PK Subban. Like I think the last defenseman. Time it, I, well, who else? Yeah, I think he was the who first. Else? I think he's the first rookie defenseman to score well, two goals in a game who, since who, PK Subban. Who was it? I Nathan think someone Bolio? pointed out. Um, I think Markov did it, and I think uh, Shea Weber might have done it since oh, Subban's hat trick. Solid. Um, yeah, but I think he's the first rookie defenseman to have a multi-goal game since Subban, for sure. Oh, just fresh I, off I, I, contract. I, I, tweet, so I was just leaving. I must have. Fucking yeah, I the There's no thing. fucking fact checkers on this on this show, man. Dude. That's something you gotta learn. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I, before we go any further, do you are you using Wi-Fi right now, Jordan? No. Nope. Are you oh, a cable guy? In? Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Yes. A little little inside joke here. Pat is intolerant Data. of Wi-Fi. Literally intolerant. Data travels better in a physical fucking container and fucking through yeah. hair. It's logical, I, dude. It's fucking I logical, man. I hardwired like a couple weeks ago for the first <laughs> time pretty much ever. I mean, in my adult life anyway. Um, yeah, it was always Wi-Fi and hardwired is definitely the way to go. Wire is the way yeah. to go. Yeah, Cable for sure. all the way, man. Cable for life. We've... We've gotten off on a couple tangents here where Pat's fucking, like, literally called me fucking a cable Nazi you and shit. Like, I was like, to talk, 
he, you have the balls goes. to talk about tension, and you're proving my point. Tension goes better through a fucking cable, man. You're just out there laying the facts, <laughs> I man. Even, I don't even feel it. Look at it. I don't even feel it. Fucking you can't feel wide, it because yeah. it's going through the fucking yeah. hair, man. You'd yeah. feel it if you lick the cable. <laughs> Go lick the cable. You'll feel it, dude. Go lick the cable. Go lick the cable. You fucking lick my cable. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, uh, Jordan Harris for sure. Yeah, Feeling great. Yeah. Feeling great. And and even Baron off that fresh extension. Baron, yeah, yeah, I think. I was uh, worried about that. That was my biggest disappointment this season. When we started the season and fucking Baron got beat by like three random fucking demon nobody was expecting. Okay, maybe Ghoulie. But Jack High coming in and Kovacevic becoming a steady guy out there early in the season and fucking winning games, man. They won. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, it was huge, right? And and, and Baron not even shining in the in the preseasons. I was no, he seemed to struggle. I mean, he didn't stand out for any any good reason. That's for sure. And I mean, just goes to show. I mean, what was he? Twenty one or what is he? Twenty one, twenty two. He was twenty uh, early in the season. So. uh I mean... Oh, Baron, no, no, sorry. He's older than that. He's 22, yeah. He was 22 at there. I'm sorry. It, uh, even... You know, the development's not linear. I mean, I know a lot of people said he wasn't going to turn out to be much. He got sent back down. We'll see. I mean, it's... The journey's still out, but... Don't count him out. He's 21. You don't count out a 21-year-old. Yeah, I mean... There's two things about that. He... Yeah, like, he didn't stand out in the preseason and stuff like that because the other guys really did. You know what I mean? It was less of him not making the team and more of other people pushing him off the fucking team. Yeah, for sure. And, it, I, like, if you guys remember, um, whenever uh, forwards started going down and we went with seven defensemen and we kept them up and they started having that little rotation with the rookies staying up, at that point in time, there was names like Baron sitting out in Laval. So he was sitting out in Laval as well. That's one of the reasons we didn't send down a defenseman when everybody thought we were going to send down a defenseman, because we had a logjam of big names down there too. And we had names like Baron sitting out then. So he has clawed his way back onto two teams this year. Yeah. Which is huge. Huge. So, injuries create opportunity. That's like that's the way it's always been. And yep. when you've when you've got prospects like this, somebody's gonna grab the bowl by the fucking horns and, and he's done a really good job of that. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I Rob, mean uh... when if someone gets healthy, like that's what you gotta start talking about these some of these guys like Harvey Pinar and and Baron and you know, Belzeal. Belzeal's been great. I mean when yeah. people start yeah. people start getting healthy, uh who do you send down? Who do you, who sits out? I mean, Pizzetta's bringing something. Uh, Yelonen, I mean, adds a dimension to your bottom six that... Jordan. Who else does? I mean... Don't fear, my friend. The deadline's coming up. Oh, well. <laughs> They'll get a spot. We were sellers, man. <laughs> Here's a question. Is Monahan going to be ready to be traded? Like, we're three I think weeks he gets... now. I get. I think he gets traded anyway, man. If the ETA is close enough, they'll look. They'll ask for medical uh, documents, and, and if he's ready in a few days or a you week after the line, someone's gonna someone's gonna get him. You yeah. gotta hope. Hey, we can rethink I mean, salary and stuff. We're good, man. We're good. It's kind of up in the air. There's no, hasn't been, uh, you know, a real update. 
I think we're we're retaining. He's skating. He, uh, he was skating a couple days ago again. Um, he was skating alone with Joel. I think yeah. So I mean, if anything, it's got to be positive. They didn't give that's the update. No, I know. It's it. Three weeks. But I mean, over that all-star break, the, without the update, people were speculating. You know, maybe it's because the season's over. Um, mm -hmm. If his season was over, he probably wouldn't be out on the ice at all. So I mean. That's some point. reason for optimism, but I mean, still no update, still no I, you know timeline anymore. At the end of the day, last year's first was was the like the the reason for the trade, right? So, I mean, yeah, what we I get mean, still... what we get this year is gravy. I know, like at the beginning of the year, by now, like if he had been playing the same, like we'd be talking about another first round pick. I don't, oh, I don't easily. know. Easily. I don't know that that's in the cards if he doesn't come back before and show something. You know, Rob, Rob has a nice question, guys. Let's hear it. Does Mayu or well, does Logan Mayu or Lane Hudson have a better chance at making the Habs next year? Next year, Mayu. Next year, yeah. I think. Like, Mayu. I don't even think Lane can Lane Hudson even come over next year. No, he has to sign a contract to uh, go to training camp. And I mean, it's always like the NCAA situation. Like he can stay there for a while, can't he? Yeah, uh, he can't. He can't go to training camp without a contract. And if he signs a contract, mm -hmm. he can't go back to the NCAA. So they, I think I read something like they plan on keeping him in BU next year. But I would imagine that's their plan. I, yeah, I would think so too. As dominant as he's looked, I mean, he's still, you know. It's. It doesn't hurt. We were just talking about development. I mean, Justin Barron's twenty-one. Lane Hudson's eighteen. Right. Um, what's What's an extra year in college going to do to him? Absolutely. Nothing like, bad. Ab nope. So and I mean, I, it, I mean, it, it's the kids entry level deals too, right? So like, as you taper these guys in appropriately, you can offer bridges or you can offer mm -hmm. bigger deals to like your Caden Ghoulies when it's time. When you've got a couple entry levels at the bottom there, like that's that's ideal. You that's why draft picks are how you build a team. It's salary cap structure. I as mean, well, as right? offensive as he's looked in college, mm -hmm. which everybody is salivating over. I mean, do you really want to rush a kid with that much potential who's 160 pounds and you know still growing? No, I mean. What has no. he grown two inches so, now since the draft? He's still 160 pounds. As talented as, as talented as he is, I don't think in the position Montreal's in, you rush him in any way. What? what and like, he, you're not desperate to get him into your lineup next year. You're not trying to. You're not gonna win. I mean, so. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Leave him in college. The college kids play a shorter schedule, a less condensed schedule. He'll get more time in the gym. You know. And all this being said. Mayu has no fucking chance either. Like zero, less than zero to make the to make the Habs next year. People less are saying, people are saying. Well, Rob is saying, did they ignore Mayu? And Mark answered, woke podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we just cancel them. Let's get to let's get to him. Let's get to him. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to him. Do you think there's zero percent? Hey, zero, less than zero, and it has nothing to do. He hasn't played in the AHL yet. There's a logjam already in the Habs defense with rookies as it is. I'm not saying it is a slight on his game. I'm saying is there's a fucking process to this, and he's going to travel through the process just as these other guys ahead of him is, right? Uh, we're we're bringing seven defense. Like like we may get rid of Edmondson, maybe we 
like are going to try to trade Savard, given the fact that our rookies are doing well. But there's there's people to fill those spots. I I don't look. I don't even think he has a chance. Maybe. Three, two years I mean, from now, two years from now, after he plays a season in Laval, maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, most likely that's the situation. I agree. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they don't want to. I'm um, not not that they don't want to rush him. I don't know if it's because he don't have AHL experience. I mean, Arbor Jack, I didn't have AHL, a, AHL experience. Um, Fair. Arbor Jack Jordan has played, played college. Player. I mean, he didn't play in the AHL, but he had four years in college, I believe. Um, I don't. I haven't watched enough of Mayu to say what's going to happen. I don't know if he. Plays in Laval next year. I mean, couldn't he go? He could go back to London as an overager, I believe. Yeah, um, I think so. So, I think training camp tells all. If he, what if he shows up to camp and stands out like a jack eye did this year? Except you know, more offense, a little less toughness. You don't know how he's gonna look. I mean, yeah. I hear I hear about deficiencies. I read the stuff on Twitter that he his decision making's terrible and his defensive positioning's terrible. But so I, Jeff I mean, yeah, I mean, you could say that about a number of prospects. Yeah, and, and quite a few NHLers, man. Yeah, and so you I don't know. know, I don't you, know happens, you know what happens if he pushes his way onto the team? Fucking Rob takes a clip of what I just fucking said about three minutes ago, and he retweets it for about six fucking hours. Zero percent. Yeah, less than zero. I said less than zero. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that fucking tweet? Fucking. I don't imagine a kid who's missed as much time as he has should be. I mean, if he looks good in camp, he's played fifty-ish games in the OHL. He's still right. technically an OHL rookie. He's missed so much development time. Yep. As good as he looks offensively now, you have to still remember he's a six foot three. 215 pound kid who can skate who might have the hardest shot in you know i've in the whole league out so he's missed so much development time it doesn't hurt to leave him in laval if they don't even it doesn't hurt for him to go back to london in the long run what is he 19 20 it so there's lots of time. They're not like Lane Hudson. They're not desperate for him to make the team next year. Exactly. If I would, just... and again, I wouldn't be handing out contracts to like to them right away, right? Like, I hard to explain. Like, like again, I want to taper those things. I think my one has taper. a contract now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's as soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong. But no, that's that's the thing about the college kids. I mean, you can't even get a real good look at them without giving them that contract. And then it's like, once he got that contract, he can't go back to school. So it's right. like, you sign a Lane Hudson, an 18-year-old Lane Hudson, or whatever, he's, he might be 19 by the time the season's over. You sign him now, and you deem, oh my god, he's not even close to being ready for this league physically. Uh, defensively, who knows what you deem it to be? You can't send him back to college. Now you got to send him to Laval or whoever got his rights in junior. How often right. does that happen? I mean, I know I don't think I would like him in in Laval next year, to be honest. No, not at all. I don't think so either. Leave him in, leave him in Boston. It's a tough play another year of college. Yeah. At least one more year. At least, especially, especially his size and style. 
Like, you don't want him fucking run over by the Brutes in the AHL. It's going to happen. Fucking... It's going to happen, dude. Yeah, that's it what is. I mean. Let, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. let him blossom. It, yeah, like, yeah. No, you don't I have to bring him over. Look guys in the AHL and target that, that was people. Mark, I mean, uh, that's... I mean, like, it is what it is. Like, like there there are players like Arbor Jackeye who don't get drafted who want to fucking play themselves onto a team, and that's how you do it, right? Like, you get noticed sometimes by banging. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's still yeah, guys got, in the AHL be... banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guys starting to prove that they can bring that game, right? Make the difference yeah. for not having the skills to be in the AHL and the NHL, but displaying your so way to do the dirty job, right? Yep. Between between the two, by default, Mayu for sure has the better chance, but I still think it's very, 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 very it's slim. It's probably very slow, slim. Yep. Slowest yeah. fucking question in the history of questions. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Well, you got to think the organization's high on them. I mean, with the the comments from Julio there a week ago or two. Yeah. You know, he's asked who I mean, the yeah. best best prospect that they had outside the NHL was, and he said Logan Mayu, and he didn't think it would be long before he was in the league. Well, it's probably still not next year. I mean, I don't want it to be next year. I mean, leave him alone. Let him develop. Yep. Like I said, the time he missed. <laughs> Mark says we talking about Hudson again. Hashtag woke. <laughs> nope, that was still my Lane year. Hudson. Logan Mayu. But yeah, so there you go. Any more questions coming from the? Uh, no, well, YouTube Rob chat? is probably re rewinding now to get your clips, so maybe he's going to be yeah, a yeah. few minutes late on content for for a few minutes. Maybe I'll fast forward. I don't know, man. But he said yeah. on it when you said go get that clip. <laughs> I bet, yeah. <laughs> awesome, so I was man. saying earlier on Twitter today, like I was chirping about Matheson uh, a couple of weeks ago, man. Like, yeah, I like I've come a 180, man. I like I I appreciate that. I appreciate the the immediate north south style that he's got. So I got to eat some words. Uh, I was left-handed uh, left Jeff Petrie. Yeah, that's I saw that today, lefty Petrie. And you you know what? It fuck. I like, yeah. The, I mean, there's some I similarities. I didn't like, I didn't like Jeff Petrie. Jeff yeah, Petrie. I remember. There was... I remember yeah, you, someone, someone yeah. said we tra we traded Jeff Petrie and Peeling for Jeff Petrie for Jeff for Jeff Petrie, and I feel ouch, that hurts. Not that That's Peeling funny. is all that fucking blooming right now, but yeah, it felt like a sidestep at first. But yeah, I I like his vibe, man. He, he like if you're gonna keep two two guys at the blue line that aren't fucking twenty two or under. For me, it's it's uh, Madison and Savard, Trade Edmondson. They're good guys. Savard fucking yeah, yeah. takes bullets for the team. Play after play, he just drops in front of pucks. He's fucking solid. He puts the, the team result before his own interest all the time, uh, Savard, man. You keep that guy. Yep. I mean, you so and you hear guys like Suzuki talk about him. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to um, to this Suzuki interview on Spit and Chicklets. Yeah. David Savard was one of the first guys he named as, you know... Who the other leaders in the room? Who's been helping them? And I mean, that's good. That's awesome. He was a Stanley Cup champion, right? Yeah. And I mean, he has a year left. You're not in a rush to get rid of him. Another year of David Savard doesn't hurt anything. If somebody else steps up, you know, you you got Gooley out right now. You got Jackye out. If Justin Barron looks like a full timer next year, you still got Kovacevic, who I mean doesn't. I mean, he's playing great. I think what a waiver yeah. pickup. Yeah. You know, if there, you got another young guy that's proven to be a full timer, maybe Savard's uh, deal you make at next year's deadline 
Um, no rush. Yeah, there's no rush. I mean, you got. I don't, you I don't think a year on his contract like really affects the trade value of him. Like, I don't. I don't think you get much more this year than next year. So no, I don't think I mean, there's no rush for it. None. He's still what thirty, thirty-one. He's. Um, you know what he is. GMs know what he is. Uh, I could be totally wrong on Savera's age there. I didn't think he was mid thirties though. Um, but you know what he is. As long as he doesn't get any major injury, David Savard next trade deadline is going to be David Savard this trade deadline most likely. So I mean, yeah, fair. Who knows? Maybe maybe nobody steps up. Maybe maybe a Mayu, maybe Elaine Hudson, maybe nobody else steps up in the next year or two. Maybe David Savard gets re-signed for a year or two. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Hey guys, Mark has another question. But I gotta fucking pee. You guys want to take it while I <laughs> while I go off screen for a few seconds? What's yeah, up? Sure. Fire it. Thanks. The question is, who are your top six six D heading into next season? That's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Who's your starting fucking blue line? Ideally, or what we think is going to happen? Prediction, I believe. (laughs) Okay. I don't. Ah, fuck. I I think Joel's gone. I think I think Joel gets traded either deadline or at the draft. Um. So Savard, I think, is going to be there. Well, I think yeah. I think I think Edmondson's. He's a pending UFA. No, he's not a pending UFA. No, he's got one more left. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's let's, gone though. Let's look at it logically. Let's because I don't. Is Arbor even signed after this year? That he'd have to be extended in July, right? I Regard, think. Regardless, he will be. I mean, I like. I hope so. Like, but I mean, there's <laughs> there's got there's guys with contracts now that have to be there. Like, uh, Gooley's got a contract. Harris yep. just signed a contract. So yep. I think that rounds out four. I don't have to have Weidman. I could. No. I'd like. Depending on what Barron's doing, I could have him there. And I think if Barron can keep playing the way Barron's playing right now, I think he's there. Um, if he's showing he can play this well in the NHL right now, what we're seeing from him in the past week or you know since his call yeah. up, how do you send him back? I mean, right. And Kovacevic, uh, there's the other one right there. Yeah, like I, that's a solid. So we got Guli, Jacki, Harris, Kovacevic. Um, Savard, Savard, and Matheson. Oh yeah, Matheson too. Jesus. Wow, man, we have a logjam there. There's such a logjam. I mean, Kent Hughes yeah. said there was a logjam at lefty. And I mean, we've got some big names too, like like, um, still down there, like Struble, and like you know, like there's some, man. Yep. I know I've said this about six times in the last three decades, but we're set for defense, you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's never yeah. fucking panned out. But I mean, Dude. I've I've said it more than more than once. That oh, fucking. I mean, the back when you had Tenorti, Bull, you. I was I was going I mean, right right there. You know, Dalton oh. Thrower. Shout out to Dalton oh, Thrower. Nice man. The throwback, yeah. I mean, it's it's happened before. I think what Montreal really needs to happen is one of those offensive guys to real really hit. Yeah, I mean, I think you really need Hudson or Mayu to hit. Obviously, both of them hitting would be I the best best case scenario. So wait, wait, but... wait, wait, how many how many 
demon as to hit, man, for you. Because we already have Ghoulie laying body, Jakai laying body, Savok. No, I mean, uh, I mean, hit as in, like, hit their potential. I mean, oh, they oh got, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to hit on those offensive guys. I think as as good as that decor we have right now, that young core we have back there now, I still don't see anybody who's going to be a consistent offensive producer. And I think that's, you know, that's... I think Thanks. Matheson is still your only one, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I, I mean... I think Iris is going into, growing into that slowly. Even when, yeah, yeah. You know he could, obviously. Uh, he's got he's got the skating and the IQ, I believe. But, uh, you know, even when you had Jeff Petrie, Jeff Petrie added offense, but you still said Montreal was starving for offensive defensemen. Montreal's been starving for offensive defensemen since he lost Andre Markov and P.K. Subban. Now, let me interject something quickly here. The difference between Jeff Petrie and some of these other players is he added offense when he was carrying and was in the zone, but whenever it comes to his first pass, it was atrocious. He had his deficiencies and his strengths. Uh, yeah, of course. He was elegant whenever he was carrying the puck. But the difference between, like, say, Matheson right now is the second he picks up the puck, it's a turnaround and it's back the other way. And that first pass is already. It's <laughs> <laughs> the crowd agrees, man. The crowd yes. agrees. <laughs> that was the difference. Like, yes, he added offense. I will never argue that. But he was not the puck moving defenseman in in the in the terms that we needed a puck moving defenseman. We we were still starving for that puck moving defenseman. Yeah, I mean, I ideally, you know, what Jeff Petrie hit sixty point season in Montreal. Um, Ideally, you know, Jeff P, like you said, he has his strengths, he has his deficiencies on a, on a cup contending team. You're probably not relying on Jeff Petrie to be your number one defenseman. Um, especially now, I mean, you know, Jeff like Petrie's, not, Jeff Petrie's not a 25 year old. I mean, it's probably he's a Ser- not. He's a Sergey Gonchar, you know what I mean? He added points, but he wasn't, like, yes, he was an offensive defenseman, but he wasn't the first person that you wanted moving that puck no i mean like you said you'd rather see him skate it up the ice yeah and i would like him to be receiving that first pass i want him to be on this on the that's why he looked better with markov than anybody else because markov used to be able to feed him the puck oh markov jeff petrie Petrie never looked great as the senior partner of a of a duo and he like if he had somebody who was like the senior partner and he was allowed to be the little wanderer Mm -hmm. and have somebody cover him he looked much better when he when he was the one who had to be the cerebral partner, he, he was it didn't it didn't work out as well. If he played with the Jordan Harris, yeah, uh, who or who else? Like, like Jordan Harris. Markov's the best example. Like, I mean, Markov. Nobody on the team has a, a, a first pass like Markov, obviously. Right. Or I mean, is, historically, like, yeah, exactly. historically, it's hard to even playing. get one. Nothing surprised him. Yeah. What's that, dude? Histor- historically, it's hard to get a Markov. It's not even this franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, league-wise, yeah. getting a guy like Markov. We 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 often talk about how unfair it is. We didn't give Price a cup. That's pretty fucking unfair that Markov retires without a cup. Yeah, that was or the thousand games cup level like that. That's yeah, for sure. in the pants too. Know, yeah. Put put Markov I mean, on now, a good team. Now that man. this new management Ooh. is doing fucking tributes to everybody who comes back into a fucking hat, maybe they will get missed thousand games. Who knows? They're uh, they're doing a tribute for him, I believe. I think uh, he was right invited. On. He was invited to yeah. the Subban tribute, I, I think, and 
couldn't, couldn't make, make it because it, of yeah. obligations. I think they plan on doing something for him. But yeah, uh, Actually, yeah I mean that. Uh, no, yeah, I don't people know how that got contract no, goes. People got lots of fucking memories of PK Subban, but my favorite one involves Markov and spinning in a circle with the spotlight when he pointed him in the middle of the ice. Like it was, there was a magical moment where a guy yeah. that was always an emotional fucking statue, statue that wouldn't show emotions at all, just became fucking charismatic for this one short moment just because PK's energy drove him that hard, man. I really love those that 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 chemistry that was building up slowly between Markov and PK. That's probably the the thing that yeah hurts me the most. Yeah. You heard PK say on a, on a podcast or, or I don't remember an interview saying that what happened with with uh, Markov one day uh, one day Markov really ripped him a second asshole in the room in front of everybody because of a stupid play he made in, at the end of a game, and the next day Markov went to they were going on a trip so he, Markov came unannounced to pick up PK in his fucking rich ass car and PK was a rookie in the league right so Markov tro- threw him his keys. And PK had the reputation of being a bad driver in, in his rookie season, right? So Markov threw him his fucking keys and they had this deep fucking conversation going to the airport and that PK was speaking about it and you could really feel the fucking emotions what like of the moment he lived being well having being fucking Markov's driver as a rookie, right? And the, the a moment of awakening for PK. Uh, yeah, and it was beautiful, man. When people tell me Markov can't be a coach because he can't communicate, and, and I, I, that amuses me more than any claim I've ever heard about hockey, man. The guy constant, consistent, constantly, whatever, made players be- better around him, right? Somehow we managed to fucking communicate something in hockey terms, man. So let the guy fucking run the power play here in Montreal, man. Do it. Bring him down, yeah. man. He knows how to run a fucking power play, man, for sure. I'd do it. I, w- I, w- I wonder if Markov would get rid of the slingshot. No fucking shit. Markov was man. the master of, of, of crossing the blue line in control, man. <laughs> like That slingshot. You've seen a perfect example of that slingshot a yeah. couple days ago when they played the Edmonton Oilers. Oh. They used the slingshot as well, but you have Connor McDavid at full yeah, speed yeah, picking okay, that puck okay. up. Yeah, yeah. You're not. Yeah, I mean, Montreal got <laughs> some talent on their power play, but you don't have that speed coming up the ice. I mean, exactly. I'm not, I'm not you know, pretty good, I guess. Kirby Dock and nobody else. I mean, he he's a beast when it comes to zone yeah. entries. He's the only guy I'm I'm trying that with. Otherwise, figure something else out because it's not working. <laughs> and not out. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It'll make the slingshot more threatening because if you have them fucking if you they know you're doing it every fucking time it's easy to coach against you do a couple dump ins a couple passes across the neutral zone and then their defense back up a little bit you know and it's so easily coached against and you can see it plain as day i don't know how they don't see it it as uh does alex burrows Stand on yeah, the bench yeah. next season. So here's the thing. Yeah, oh, I don't think so. I, I don't know. You know what? Martin Saint Louis is a guy with fucking emotions. I don't think he. I mean, maybe he doesn't think it's it's Burrow's fault, man. I don't know. Maybe internally maybe. they'll blame the guy. At the end of the day, it's not all his fault. Like fucking Saint Louis, the head coach <laughs> of the goddamn team. Like if he doesn't appreciate what he's seeing out there, you don't just fucking let that shit go. If you're gonna like, if you want changes in your power play you fucking sit your coach down and you say this is what i want from your fucking power play make obviously obviously there's got to be some synchronicity there there's i he's not just rolling that power play out with saint louis knowing what's going on so yeah 
Like everybody's like, well, is it is it Burroughs? Is it? no, it's like it's the coaching unit on the yeah. whole. I guarantee you, the defense coaches are helping with this power play. It's fucking terrible, right? Like everybody's yeah. uh, done. All I'm hands sure. I'm sure players have input. I mean, <laughs> it's on everybody at the end of the day. Yeah, but for sure, hundred percent. Can't do that shit. We got a couple power play goals this weekend, so like you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. You know, yeah. once they without, get set up, they got the time to move it around, <laughs> but just getting set up. Yeah, I yeah, they don't need that zone entry to be that slingshot. There was a couple times, man, where I've seen it like chipped out, and I've seen guys pick it up at the red line and literally go back into our zone, go behind the net, start the breakout, and then fucking drop it. They waste. 35 fucking seconds of the power play because the fucking puck was bobbled at the blue line. You know what I mean? You bud. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, not every zone entry has to be that fucking slingshot. It drives you see them fail the same play back to back sometimes. Like, yeah, you get the one guy to pick it up back behind your blue line. You know, not a ton of speed. You bring it into the blue line. You make try to make a short chip pass to a guy, like a five foot pass, and it gets fucking broken up. They go back. They go back. They try the same thing again, and it's like, give it up, please. <laughs> you've you've got two guys standing at the blue line, right, ready for this zone entry. You've got the guy skating up and drops it back. So he just made it to the red line, drops it back. This guy comes up to the red line and makes a pass to the guy in the fucking blue line. Why didn't you just do that in the first place? Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, why'd you have to waste the fucking extra energy? Like, I, I don't. The concept is just. Uh, I don't think they do it with you enough need, speed. No, you think, need the speed. Yeah. And you need a little bit of element of surprise. A little bit. Oh, 100%. You can't, you can't be. You can't. Like, five guys on that blue line plus your two guys waiting to fucking go in. You've got literally seven guys <laughs> on that. Blue line. Like, <laughs> I wonder how many times on this podcast did we fucking get frustrated over the fucking slingshot man i like it's, it's pretty fucking, fucking clear man. that fucking burrows and st louis <laughs> don't listen to abs and dabs <laughs> i don't know man i'm pretty I, i'm pretty sure we're like top three in the fucking canadian slash cannabis uh, podcast man yeah man fucking probably push for number two <laughs> you gotta be specific you can always be top three man let's let's <laughs> knock off weed habs <laughs> So, uh, with the deadline approaching, <laughs> who's the most realistic to get moved at this point? Let's say Monahan does not come back healthy enough to trade. Um, uh, and let's say Edmondson doesn't come back healthy enough oh to God. trade. Is there, is there oh, shit, dude, that you're on. moving? I mean... Yeah, we're going to pull out the fucking... You remember when we traded Weiss and Fleischman for Dano? We're going to do that with that and yeah. all the way. It's happening. <laughs> that, I mean, Dadanov and Hoffman. Dadanov and Drouet. Like, I mean, they're yeah. the UFAs. Like, I mean, okay, we, guys, can, we can hope and wish, but, I mean, those are the two yeah. likely to be moved, yeah. if if at all. I mean... Jonathan Drouet back for $2 million per season for, like, two, just three, stop. two years. Just stop. Just stop. $2 million? It's enough. No. Like, no. No. Are you serious? Uh, $2 million. No more. <laughs> $2 no million, more. Two no years. more. Two years. At, two at, millions. No more. Two years. At, it's, it's good. It's just about that. Come on. Look, look. Hold on. Here's here's two another years. fucking factor. Bestical fucking Carlos. Listen million. to me. Um. <laughs> listen for the second year in a row. The Montreal and Pat. 
didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> um, for the last two second year in a row, the Montreal Canadiens have just passed uh, the the. I think it's Toronto to be honest for the most games lost to injury. We don't need any more fucking players that have injury tendencies. Sorry, he's got to go. We've been. <laughs> there's no room for him jordan no. what's, what what do you think man i don't think he comes back <laughs> Fuck. like in your in your heart of hearts would you like fucking pat's fucking two um, million two years i wouldn't give him two million if johnson duran if johnson duran can't get a better offer than you know a league, a league minimum or a one million right now. Um, anywhere else, I think I'd bring him back on a one year show me. At the end of the day, I don't think there's going to be enough room for him if if you know a guy like Sean Farrell steps up. I mean, if he signs in a couple months, steps into that you know e- even a middle six role. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spot gone. You got. The young guys like Harvey Pinard, uh, you know, Elonen, uh, you know, you still got the Pizzettas. and time to turn the page, dude. It's the same yeah, thing but I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, Come we're on, seeing. Man. You're pushing. What is he? He has Gallagher. 12 points in his last 12 games. Yep. Jonathan Duran is a victim of expectations that were way too high on him, and they never lowered. They never and, lowered and, for some people. Two million, it will lower, dude. Injury, two million dollars. Injury. I mean, oh yeah, we have that. we have no more space for injured fucking players, man. No one, no one. I, I think we can't believe him. Healthy, he's a forty-five to fifty-point player. I he's think. Never healthy. He's but never he's healthy. never healthy. Oh, we agree. Never healthy. We agree. And whenever you've got somebody on with two million dollars, that's not a big fucking chunk of change on injury reserve, like. Nobody wants to be using injury reserve during the season. Yes, it's fucking money that you can spend, but it doesn't accrue cap space. It like it's not the same as cap space. We can't be spending any more money on people that are regularly injured. We have too many already. I would love to throw the guy a league minimum a million dollars if we had places. We have no more places for those people. We have we just don't have the room. We have the fucking ailing vets that we fucking have to feed split pea soup on the fucking airplane too already you know what i mean like i'm sorry there's no more room for injured injured fucking prone players we can't do it so can we trade Durant uh, this year then what's that do we tra- you gotta trade tra- like you gotta trade drew at the t- at oh the we're gonna get something you anything though. you get i think if yeah. you get i think hey, if you I get think it matters i think, yeah, what, I think like, if you get anything he's gone and like when you get rid of that, like you can use that. Like I think cap space is going to be the big weapon at this deadline. Everybody's strapped for cash, so any fucking dollar you can move out so that you can use that later in the day for somebody to facilitate a trade through you, whatever this, whatever that. Well, Brian, speaking of that, I think I think that's going to be a factor. Like yeah. fucking moving out. You've heard the rumors for Patrick Kane, right? Patrick Kane in Montreal, and, and that type of scenario could happen. So we could take him, swallow yeah, yeah, half, half his salary okay, yeah. and trade him back, right? And we could get, like, yep. potentially two first, right? One for taking it from Chicago and one for giving it back at, at half his cost, right? And retaining. Well, they're like, Chicago's not going to give up a first to move Patrick Kane. You like, think so? At, no. 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 <laughs> no. 
He's a pending UFA. Why would they just? Why would they give up anything to get rid of someone they can just let walk away in uh, three months? No, for sure. I guess. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Like. No. You can get something from the team that is going to be acquiring him. So you would yeah, actually. If you're gonna yeah. have to give something for for. You can give Patrick, Patrick, Patrick has value on name alone. I oh mean, yeah, for sure. No, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to manage so, I mean, to get more, can, more like, on the second trade. It's it's tricky there. I imagine you even just take future considerations just to get like I don't even know what his cap hit like or the space that you're clearing at the like. But I mean, if that's the difference between picking up Kane to fucking flip him again, for, I think you'll get, you know get something for Kane. I think they'll get something for Kane. Um, he's got what, thirty-five sure. points this year. Um, he's been getting ten and a half. Over fifty percent of that is gone by the trade deadline, and then you're keeping another fifty. Um, someone's gonna give up something for Patrick Kane. There's too 100%. many teams out there that want forwards. Um, it's they'll get something for him. They, they were saying today on TV that like um, like because they did an interview with him before the game. Like there was uh, like you could tell he wanted to be a Ranger. So he's yes, yeah. So he he's he's now saying it's basically up to me, my family. Like I check in with my agent, this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, like he was alluding to the fact that, like the fact, that, like not being a, a Rangers. So hold on one second. Let me plug the phone in here. Rob says, "Hang on, I gotta find that quote." Trade Drouin, Hoffman, and Dadanov. Weaponized cap space. All the sets coming in, and I just want to point out that's Rob, all right. Fucking always weaponizing stuff. Typical yeah. fucking. <laughs> Typical fucking Republican, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, obviously. That could he obviously. An agent, right? he's, he's, yeah, he's he's gonna know these these ins and outs, and he's gonna be talking to agents. He's not just talking to to GMs. Like he's got a he's got a group of agents that he like normally used to do business with, right? So I think you're gonna see some creative cap space stuff in this deadline from the Montreal Canadiens, fellas. Yeah, Certainly be, be an option. Good, I mean, they got guys that they could just dump for. I mean, what are you getting for a dad and off? If someone picks up the phone and says, at, at you know final hour and says, here's a seventh round pick for Evgeny Dadanov, yeah, you're taking it. Oh yeah. So I mean, you move that cap space, uh, and it becomes no, a weapon. I mean, well, I mean, you're you gotta, probably not using it as a weapon if it's final hour deal, obviously. But you know, if they can get rid of them in the next week or two for something, for nothing, if someone just wants to yeah. take them. I mean, yep. I I said that a while ago. I was like, "Fucking, it's time to start moving cap space out now, so that you can be the broker on deadline day." Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Catch is king, man. Nice. Speaking of agents, <coughs> Pat Brisson, Pierre Luc Dubois. I think we have to wait for the draft. Do you agree? Yeah, at least. Um, like, we have to see where we're picking first because like a hundred percent and you're not, I mean, you're not, you're not trade. They're not trading Dubois. I mean, any time before that, um, no, no, they're going to take him on the run. Yeah. He's a point per game centerman right now. He's, he plays most of their games as their first line center. Um, third, I, I think they got to trade him this summer. Obviously you're not going into next season with a, a pending UFA peer Luke Dubois and they're kind of in, you know, they're, they're competing right now. You're not going to start a rebuild when you got a competitive team right now just because you're losing one player. So you're trading them for someone who's going to help you now. 
Yep. Plus maybe you know future assets to to boost the value. I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna get anybody of equal value for Pierre Luc Dubois. No no team is out there giving you equal value for Pierre Luc Dubois when it comes player to player. No. Uh, they gotta move him this summer. They're not gonna move him as a rental next year if they're a competitive team, and they're not gonna let him walk through free agency. So I don't see how Winnipeg can go into that next season with Pierre Luc Dubois on their roster. You're explaining Austin Matthews as well. Like, Ooh. that could be the situation. Ooh. I still think Austin Matthews resigns in Toronto. You think? I think so. I think if I had to put money on it, I think he stays in Toronto. Well, I Obviously. have a different opinion about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look, look how generous Pat is, too. He even gave I love it. The, I know, I love, I love it. Yeah. The 500 retweets. Gave him the oh, captaincy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, he is American. It seems like that yeah, seems to be a trend, a growing trend. What? Americans like to go back home. You've seen it with Johnny Goudreau. You've seen it with... Furthermore, Jason. Jordan. Jordan, man. Furthermore, it's his culture. You learned it in Toronto. You give the seat to the upcoming fucking big free agent that comes in. That's how it works, man. He knows it. Yeah, he yeah, fucking yeah. knows it. He learned. Yeah. It. He learned. I it. mean, it's definitely possible. <laughs> the team I keep an eye on. I don't know if. I mean, obviously he's from Arizona. I'd mm. see the. You know, it would entice him to play in his home state. Um, just like Tavares. Do you think Austin Matthews, at the age he's going to be as a free agent, wants to sign with a bottom feeder just because of I money and just because he's in his hometown? No, I don't. Wait, what? I'm keeping what? an eye. I'm keeping an eye on Guys. the L.A. Kings, close okay. to home, and Anze Kopitar is also an unrestricted free agent the same year that Austin Matthews is. If the cap goes, if the cap goes up, and they gotta give, you know, what's Kopitar making now? Ten. If they can bring in a Matthews and get Kopitar on a lower deal than what he's making now, and the cap goes up. There's your one-two center. Philip Deneau is your third-line center. Oh, no. Philip Deneau is in the third-line center, according to Philip Deneau, so that's not happening. <laughs> 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 Just got to clear that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, man. Next plan. Yeah. Next plan. But, but that's hang a, on, hang on, guys, 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 hang on. Contending if, center line if in one, LA, if, you if, could pick, if you could pick one of any top five forwards in the NHL that would play for a fucking shitty market, for a big salary, you don't pick Austin Matthews. He's he's my first guy I think of, man. That it would go for really for pick, yeah. You think I pick, he, he, he I looks pick like he wants to win the championship? I don't think he cares about the cup, man. I would go, I would go on the way. I would uh, go further down the line. I think Willie. I think Willie would leave Toronto for big money. Mm. No, I think Willie would leave Toronto for fucking respect to being recognized well, as a player. That's, that's 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 big money. That's Philip Deneau all over again. I think right? Nikita Kucherov will go somewhere for big money. I agree. Oh, man. Jack Eichel. Oh, hang on, hang on. I said top five. I just thought Jack Eichel. You took the words out of my mouth. I was just about yeah. to say Jack Eichel, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not exactly talking top oh, five player in the league top anymore. Top five. Where's Eric Carlson going to end up? And has a Norris... Has a, has a guy ever been traded mid-season and won a Norris? Ever? Uh, 
No. I saw this. I don't know. Is it even like, like, it's not even like, you don't think it should ever happen. You know what I mean? If you're fucking. It'd be like Thornton getting traded and win the Art Ross in the same year. Yeah. 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 Weird, or John he's... Scott being traded while he's in the on the All Star team. Write that down. Okay, never mind. Not the same thing. Never mind. <laughs> We're still so, <laughs> so so John Scott trade. Like, are we done with the favors for the John Scott trade? Like, is that their last year's pick? Year. Yeah, I year. mean, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's have that ball drop. Fucking favorable for fucking. One more time, please, <laughs> just one more time. Nice. I like it. I like it too. Rob says Nylander is gone. Nine million next contract. Somewhere else, I guess. I think he gets oh, yeah. more than that if he's fully UFA. If he tests the market, I think he gets more than nine million. Someone's gonna go. You know, all crazy those stupid deals get. How many years deals. does? Uh, how many years does he have left? No idea. I think he signed. Uh, what did he sign? A seven-year deal? Like, when no, he... he's done seven next by... year, like twenty-three. Next year. And he does have a modifier in MC. What is it? I was thinking because apparently the cap over the next few years is supposed <coughs> to go way up. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that a lot. Maybe they find a way to keep him, but maybe if it's only gone up by a small well, margin guys, of that in one year. One thing. This summer kicks in. Player must submit a 10-team no-trade list. So he's that much harder to trade uh, next year than he is right now. Yeah, you're right. So it could be this summer, honestly. Like before, for, before July first would be like what a smart if, time. To what if Toronto trades for Timo Meyer at the deadline? Um, signs him to an extension in the summer and trades Nylander. You think that's what's gonna happen? No, I mean I don't know, but couldn't nice it be an option? Run. I mean, you're talking about that gives the Nylander, the ten team, no summer, trade. Man. Yeah, I think I think that's something that might happen in the summer. Like Timo Meyer gets go like goes to Canes or something, and then ends up in there because of cap moving around. Yeah, I don't maybe. I don't know if that happens at the deadline because again, like you want to add to your 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 guys, right? Like, you don't want to move. It. It's the same thing as they don't want to move out Pierre Luc Dubois and about to go on a run. No matter what the return is, you would just want to add. No, I think you'd add Timo Meyer now and then trade Nylander in the summer. Oh, I see what yeah. you mean. Not for Nylander now. No, like, no. Okay. Sorry. No, I wouldn't trade Nylander for Meyer anyway, I don't think. No, I think you could fetch a freaking nice package for Nylander if you go this year. Oh, 100%. I mean, they're not I mean, they're not getting Timo Meyer anyway if they're not willing to trade Matthew Nyes or their first round pick, so oh, yeah. it's a moot right. it's a moot point. You know what, man? Like where they are right now with all the like the pending UFAs and the this and the that, the fact that they're not willing to fucking trade that first round pick or nice, it's it's telling about what's what's coming. Like they are not confident that all these fucking big names are coming back. I mean you got you, I mean you, 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 you trade those it, fucking it's possible it's for sure. Game. Right. I just think if you're Kyle Dubas, I mean, you're, uh, I mean, Kyle Dubas's contract is up this summer. Everybody is on a fucking ejector seat in Toronto. Everybody. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they go out in round one again, he's gone anyway. So how does he not yeah. try to? I mean, dude, I think he's, he not trying to save think... his job. Like, you got to go for it. You got to yeah. right now. 
Yeah, I think he's as good as Bergevin was at the end, and the only reason Bergevin got fucking three months on the other side is because he made it to the cup finals the year before. I think because he anything, beat the Leafs. Anything short of a fucking cup, Dubas is gone by fucking Christmas next year. Anything short of a cup. If, they, cup, go out in the first, if they go out in the first round, then they fucking okay, so they get on. rid of him before what kind the draft. Of ma- it, what's you the don't culture think they bring him the back if they make like What's the, the culture for the finals? management stepping in no. then? Did they come what's in and that? try to what's the what's the culture for the management stepping in? Are they keeping the core, trying to fix a few walls and going back? Or are they fucking full rebuilding off the bat? I don't know. I don't know. Like it's I think like, you got I think you gotta keep the core. They're so yeah. young. I mean, how do you trade a Austin Matthews and what what's he twenty well, four? Imagine the return, dude. If you're aiming for a comeback in a few uh, years, you imagine the return though. you get for fucking. You don't start rebuilding when you're trading right now. You can't start a football rebuild when you're a contender right now and all your players are just hitting their prime. That's like, like what are you doing? I get it. Well, I get it, but... Well, I mean, like, whatever you can deliver them to UFA. Like, if you had RFA status with these guys, I might agree, but they're all all UFAs. They could literally walk. They don't have to... They don't have to respond. Well, I mean, that's their their thing. If if they're going to walk, then you obviously do what you're going to do. You're between a rock and a hard place, right? Like, so, like, you could be forced into this. You might be able... Like, yeah, I don't think... I don't think... Fuck, it's so weird that they're not... (laughs) Guys. Yeah. Matthews is the same thing, man. He 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 has an NMC kicking in this summer, and yeah. it's a full it's a full one. Yeah. So if you're gonna get banked for for what? Matthews, yeah, 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 it is what it is, guys. Matthews is expiring twenty three twenty three twenty four, and that right. year next year he has a full NMC. Right. Well, that makes sense. So yeah, I'm just saying. If you're a new management stepping oh, it, in it, it, this this summer, you got to think about it, man. No? Mm-hmm. They must have been confident when they signed that contract that they would be oh, able to get him re-signed. How do you go into this final year and you can't trade him? And if he doesn't want to sign... Because they, oh, they can't look fucking ta- uh, Matthews in the eyes, dead ass, and say, well, fine, sit out. In negotiations, they, they they were they were fucking cowards towards. He tried it with Nylander. He tried it with Nylander, like, and he and he broke. Yeah, and he gave in to Nylander. So imagine Matthews, man. It was given in to everybody. Fucking and then Chuck getting the, the captaincy the same that's way in Ottawa, thing. man. I think how many years? How many years? Of one year of UFA, all of, of Mitch Marner. All of them. Mitch Marner is the same thing, isn't he? I didn't. Let me look at it. I think I he hand delivered. Looked at uh, like I'm. I'm almost positive he hand delivered him too. I thought Mariner signed like a a long term deal. I could be wrong. I thought it was. I thought it was the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I thought he, he was has like... one one more season uh, across <laughs> that. So twenty four, twenty five for him. But the wow. AMC kicks in next year. <laughs> yeah. They all they all have that big protection kicking in this summer. All three of them. What's that where it's at? Man, what did Dubas do, man? Well, we'll find out. That's I that's mean. why I want. That's why I think we should bridge Cole. I just think we should. I think I want to own him till he's thirty-two, not fucking thirty. I get it. I mean, in a perfect world, you could if the dollars could work, and you weren't gonna end up getting fucked in the long run. Like, sure, but I just think the risk that comes with that. I mean, I think the promise that he has. If he um, puts up 50 goals, I'll fucking gladly pay him whenever it's next time. You can pay him 100%, gladly. but I mean, you still got to try to be smart with the cap. 
I mean, you got to try to get him on some kind of long-term bargain if you can. I mean, what's better now to give him eight times eight Do or it. give him three oh. times six, and then in three years you're giving him 12. So four, So five years from now, he's getting paid 12 instead of eight, and all of a sudden you're trying to compete. In the league where if, goals if goals are fucking money, right now I I sign that up. I think he's nine. Oh, eight times eight, I jump he, I'd, sign, I'd feel comfortable oh, with eight God. times eight easy. Early yeah. or early oh, yeah. December, I was praying every day that that the GM would beg on his knees, please, Caulfield, take the same contract Suzuki took. Do it all day, every day, man. It's not happening, man. I bet. I the, fucking, the business turns oh, around, goal. fucking goals scoring goals, man. Goals are more important. <laughs> It, uh, I think it, it shows a shift in what teams are doing now. You always used to see the Gallagher-type contracts where you always got paid for what you did in the past, and it fucked it's so many teams. Oh, yeah. Right. You see so it. many right. years, they make the same mistake over and over the long-term deals yep. to these 28, 29, 30-year-old guys. And in year three, four, five, six of those deals, you're dreading it. You can't yeah. get rid of it. You're stuck. I mean, that's... It's sad to say that's what Gallagher's become. The shift oh, yeah. is now you pay the young players, you give them the deals when they're 22, when they're 23, and yeah. you pay them for what they're going to give you during the duration of the contract. And hopefully that's what they do at Cole. I'm comfortable with giving him eight times eight with what he's shown. I mean, if you're going to put up a 46 goal pace with a bum shoulder for, you know, uh, a significant. He's- Part oh, of that. Did, did you see him take the, that mean, shot one-handed with the other end? Yeah. Fuck, man. Probably has more power than me in that fucking shot with both <laughs> my hands. Yeah. Just whips it and it's, too, it's gone. Yeah, man. he's a yeah. special Crazy. player. I have no problem signing him long-term. Oh, eight but, times but eight guys, now. We're, we're saying eight times eight, but that's not realistic. Let's say he's, he's asking eight times 9.5 by now. Do you do it? That's what I'm saying. Or do, or do you consider you do, the bridge? Do, do you do it? I, I said, wait, wait, wait. Okay, brain, right. brain, brain. Oh, hang bridge. on. If, he might even give you a bridge at four million oh, just to man. fucking do it. Okay, That's hang on, hang on. If if I don't the, think I don't, I don't think a kid who is, I mean, it's not safe to say he was going to score fifty this year. He wasn't on pace for fifty. He was on pace for close right. to it. I think right. he. I think he would have scored forty easy Five. if he stayed healthy. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about when did when did he go out? How many games did they have left? Like 35, 36 games Something left. Yeah, he needed like 12 goals to score, like 12 goals in 30 something games. He was going to yeah. do that if he was healthy. I mean, 100%. I don't think the kid's taking four million for the next two or three years because he knows he's going to score hang that. On, hang on, Brian. I mean, if the price for eight years is nine point five, what do you think the bridge looks like? What's the price you think he's asking right now? I think you look at a player like Jason Robertson. Jason Robertson got the same agent. He took four times seven and a half or something. That was the bridge, I mean, right? Yeah, that's his bridge. Oh, yeah, that's that's oh, I'd yeah. rather go, go that extra two years for 9.5 secured two more seasons, man. I'd so, fucking do it. I, do it. I mean, I'm not saying Cole Caulfield's going to get Jason Robertson money, but if you're looking at a bridge with that kind of talent they're not taking the three and a half million per year bridges anymore it's not the suban bridge it's right it's the 2023 bridge where these kids still want to get paid yeah it's fucking suban bridge was like literally like 12 13 years ago now or something like that yeah it's crazy that doesn't it's, it's like it's like four years ago old. yeah <laughs> 
You guys yeah. are old. Fuck. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Do you think? Uh, do you guys think Dubois ends up Montreal? If you had to put money down. So so back no. to that earlier. You're saying don't put any assets on that and wait it out. I think that's how you make it not happen. If you want to make it happen, trade for the guy and show him you want him and, and build that extension before he reaches free agency. It happened, man. We heard it just last summer. Huberto was saying, yeah, I can definitely see myself playing in Montreal. And then Calgary burned assets on him and he felt wanted. He felt like he was an important... Look at how, how bad it went for him, but he still made that decision. He didn't look at where, what team he was going to. He, he liked the emotions of feeling wanted. Exactly like Philip Dano Ooh. left, to be honest. So... I was yeah, a little you know, bit surprised when Huberto signed that extension right away. So, I mean, said, yeah, there's something to be said for. He paid a high price for me, and I felt really wanted. He said that on record. Yeah, I mean... I get the logic. And I think, I think in a perfect world, you wait one more year, he goes to free agency, and you sign him for whatever you're going to give him, nine to a million, whatever. I mean, it obviously depends on what he's going to do next year. He's going to get a big ticket. That's the perfect world. I don't know if that's realistic. I mean, like I said, I think they're kind of handcuffed to trade him this year. And as much as Pierre-Luc Dubois wants to play in Montreal or seemingly wants to play in Montreal, whether you believe him or not, um, Montreal's not the only team that he's willing to play for. I mean, no, if, exactly. if another team that he wants to go to, he's got a list. They're going to give him a list. Like, this is who I'll sign extensions with. It's not just going to be Montreal. He's not his agent's not stupid enough to handcuff him into a situation where like he's got to take less in Montreal because no one else is interested in him. Like he's I think if he goes somewhere else in the summer, he's going to go somewhere in the summer and if it's not Montreal, I think wherever he goes, he's signing an extension because he wouldn't go there. They're not going to trade him to a place where he's not going to sign an extension in the summer. It doesn't make right. sense. Right. So That's a good point. I don't know. I can never guarantee a player is going to end up anywhere, but it just it never felt this realistic with any of the other rumored players. Even Duchesne. I mean, everyone thought Matt Duchesne was going to come here. Oh, He's the best be example. Out. He's the best example of a player who kind of used that Montreal leverage to get a Le bigger Cavalier. deal elsewhere. Be Look, have I mean. They all did. I'm, <laughs> they all uh, fucking did. <laughs> when he was younger, I mean, everyone thought Danny Breer was going to want to come to Montreal. He didn't want to come until he was, you know, in the final stages like of that. his career. It, but it's never felt this realistic as it does with Dubois for whatever reason. I think things are just lining up perfect where he's the age. You know, he's 24. He fits the core. He's from, you know, from Montreal. He wants to play here. Uh, it's the exact type of player Montreal would look for. I mean, if you're potentially even going to move a Josh Anderson, a big player like that, you're, you know, you you want to have some size still, big power center. I mean, it just it's almost too let's, perfect. But it's let's just build, let's build the trade in the summer right now. Let's build that trade. Let's say that Josh Anderson is the centerpiece. What else do you think it's going to take? Because I think it'll surprise you. At least, a, at least a oh, first-round yeah, no, no. pick. I think you're looking at at least a first-round pick, and you're and probably looking, yeah, you're probably looking at either Caden Gooley or Jordan Harris. Ooh, you think? Yeah. Okay, hang on, guys. I just I gotta tell you off the bat. I'm not sure we're gonna end up with 
Gordon, Caden Gooley, and Jordan Harris in the lineup on the long run. Anyway, that's the type of prospect you're going to give in a few years. When if if the pipe is as loaded as we pretend right. it is right now, we'll have you're, to trade some of these guys. Right. It happened so many times before, uh, and a good example was Carolina, right? When they drafted Anafin, they had, they were loaded at the blue line, and people were looking at the best fucking defensive core in the league coming up, and they just used that to become a fucking nice offensive team instead. Right? Yeah. They traded for assets, yeah. and it worked. It worked for them, man. Yeah. So. I can easily see that happening where you one of one or for real, maybe fucking Logan Mayu comes and become a top two defenseman. We don't we don't know shit about that. It's not going to be Caden Gooley. I don't think it's going to be Caden Gooley so at all. It, it has I to be probably going to be rather, someone like Harris, right? Instead of giving up a Caden Gooley, I think Montreal would rather roll the dice and hope he goes to free agency. They're not moving Caden Gooley. It I might. I I like. I think I think it's going to cost you a big name in return because, like you said, they're not a team that is rebuilding so they don't care about they don't want it first it might it might cost us nick suzuki then yeah, that's it, it could it well could. then maybe it could depend on the hey, draft you, you can trade you can trade nick suzuki yeah yeah for you, you, that's you know not happening either we were just talking okay, okay, at the beginning guys, of the podcast that you he draft, might be the winger right you draft, yeah, that's you not happening though you draft well, peter luke dubois can be winger peter luke dubois plays wing you just saw that he's playing one point per game at center and you think he's gonna play no not happening right now. In front of Nick Suzuki, uh, of all things, man. Come on. Like, I think if you gotta, if you draft Connor Bedard, yeah, maybe you can start thinking about trading Suzuki. And, and man, there's a there's three or four names in that top uh, ten that if you if you draft those draft those centermen, they are immediately your top centermen. Immediately, Will Smith, Carlson, like they're immediately. Your so top I don't centermen. I don't mind looking down the road at at, at Suzuki being like second or th- even third third fucking centerman if that's that's the thing but i see him as a, as a centerman man he controls the play that way he's he's, he's in the real fucking but what, I'm, what i'm saying is yeah. it's not it's not josh anderson and anything other than caden gooley or it's is it like it's a big 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 yeah, i can big see it being jordan number. harrison yeah, it's, and, it's and a big trade else. to make this summer i promise you it's it's enormous you got to think, well, I agree it's going to be big. I just don't know how okay. big because the leverage, Winnipeg doesn't have the leverage. They know they're in a fucked up situation where they got to get rid of them. That and other teams know that too. I mean, and and, and all that all they have to do is make it a little bit but like we can't offer jo- like Josh Anderson is so like he's he's a good player, but he's nowhere near a Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, you nowhere to- near. All you have to do is look down the league. Like there are teams with with players that are ready to go that are like better than anybody else we can offer. So like so in order to want any futures in that deal, not really. They're competing. That's their number one center. It, like they're, they're like the beasts of the West right now. Are they not? Last time I was, I mean, they're the up West, there. They're, they're up there. Um, I don't know. I don't think, I think they give that away for futures. Futures, at all. I think futures still play an effective value because you're not going to get a Pierre Luc Dubois in a return for a trade. How are they going to replace a Pierre Luc Dubois? So I think they have to set themselves up with some futures as a backfall. I don't know if you're going to get that many roster players off Montreal when they know there's a slim chance he actually makes it to U U uh, UFA a year later. I think if Josh Anderson's the obvious one that will be involved if a trade goes down, I think, um, mm-hmm. to, make, to make money work. Obviously, like you said, they want to compete. Josh Anderson will help them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like you said, I don't think it'll be a Caden Gooley. I don't think it'll be a Nick Suzuki. I don't think it'll be a Kirby Doc. I don't think it'll be a Cole Caulfield. I don't think it'll be a Slavkovsky. Jordan Harris, maybe. Or maybe they maybe they package. And the first. And the first. Yeah. And But, like, maybe they do take a young player that's coming out of college. Maybe they do take a young player that's graduating from junior. Uh, Joshua Waugh, a Riley Kidney. You know, maybe they'd ask for a Sean Farrell. I don't know if it's got to be uh, one of Montreal's prized possessions on D, like a Caden Gooley. Or, you know, Montreal's not trading their captain. It's not happening this early. Montreal trades their captain all the time. That's basically what they do. They trade their captains every and day. Not at 23 years old after one year. No, I'm just true. saying that's what the that's what the cost is. Like I like I we cannot like yes we we have good prospects but they're not in a no, position like agree, if we were if we were I trading agree. to a team that's rebuilding, Brian, then we would have a better Brian, better choice. I'm, There's just no, this, this small thing. Ahead. If Bergevin puts that C on there. Maybe, but that's not what happened. They choose. They they chose him, man. It's that organization. Like Gorton Hughes decided that Suzuki was the captain. No chance. He's the guy right now. No no chance. Nah, not now. Yeah, I've I've said. You know, I, I'm <coughs> both you boys. I said it a few times. They'll never trade this captain, and and it happens. So, yeah. Who? It, who? Yeah. It goes all the way back. Ca- Ooh, Carbono? Chalios? That's far away, man. Dude, I'm 42 years old. It's before my time. <laughs> or, or, or before, before my memories. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, same. It's before my memory, too, man. I mean, we started with a cup run. Nine years old or so. That That's my first. Like that's. You got me beat, too. I was only two years old. No, I was 13. Old. You remember in this fuck, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, guys, I was in love with Paul DiPietro after that hat trick. Remember that guy? One mm-hmm. hat trick in playoffs. That's all he ever did in his fucking life. <laughs> but me <laughs> as a kid watching that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Three goals in the playoffs, man. In the same fucking game. Woo! My my best memory, like, from back and being a kid was at the Montreal Forum. And my uncle used to know... Like they used to have a secret entrance when the hot players at the time could get into the secret entrance, so that the people waiting for their autographs would get their autographs signed by like the you know some. At this time, it was Stefan Richer and Patrick Watt. They were like the fucking hottest of the hot, right? So we snuck around, and I had this little notebook and fucking Pat. You've seen the picture of it, like the mini Pat Burns that fucking picture. That's from that. Night. <laughs> I, I remember it now. <laughs> I, I still have that notebook, man, with the fucking signatures oh my God, in it. Dude, you really look that's, like. Yeah. Fucking- Bad burns on that picture. I remember. <laughs> That's fucking. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It was perfect, dude. <laughs> I love that you remembered that name. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Of course, you even changed it to a Boston Bruins hat. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, you wait till I learn Photoshop. Fuck Shit. you. <laughs> That was Something good, I've man. never tried. Photoshop. Shit. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if Dubois comes or if he don't. I I gotta feel okay, like guys, it, I have it a all question. depends I, on the draft. It all depends I have a on question the draft. for you guys, like, man. I, but like, back to to Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, <clears throat> what do you say to the argument that he's already like complaining? Like, like I 
issues with two different teams. What do you say to that argument? Saying like, oh, bad character. I, uh, like, First of all, fucking Winnipeg is a cesspool of fucking assholes. And it's been fucking well documented. <laughs> so and he gets cold as fuck. And the other he one is Columbus, right? Fucking... <laughs> yeah, and the other one's Columbus. <laughs> like, that's the, rough, man. American <laughs> Winnipeg. It was PTSD from the cannon. He didn't even want to score goals. He's like, fuck yeah. that shit. And John's yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah, point, too, I mean... man, to be honest. Yeah, he was an asshole to him, too. Yeah, so... So, I mean, for me, honestly, Winnipeg is a wash because it's fucking well-documented. I guess fucking Blake Wheeler's just a dick, so... I was asking, yeah, I but know, I, 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 I said the same... <laughs> I was asking, but I said the same thing in the chat about 10 minutes ago, right? So that's why it's funny, man. <laughs> What's that? That well, fuck! It's fucking Columbus and Winnipeg, dude. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you, you would ask to be traded too, man. Like everybody would. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we log I... over fucking Drouet. Like he fucking he he essentially did the same thing. He fucking threw a fit and didn't show up and refused to show up and got and himself best, traded. So the best fucking upcoming and he organization, out great. dude. And the best fucking upcoming organization in the league back then too, right? Like you could have you yeah. could have fucking cups right now. Three of them, man. <laughs> like. Like, yeah, that, and that's you're in Florida. No, 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 man. They couldn't have won Shit, without Sergachev. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best fucking joke tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I it drives me crazy when people compare the trade using the cups. Yeah, but Sergachev won cups. Like Yeah. You think the way really unique... messes up Tampa Bay enough that they cups. don't win a cup, man? Like, <laughs> it's a unique situation too, because like not like trades are made for a couple different reasons, right? Like one one team is rebuilding, so they'll take assets, and and like I'll give you the the example of that is the Gomez trade turned out to be one of the worst trades ever. But the guy's a seventy fucking point player. You make that fucking trade every fucking time when you're going for a championship. You know what I mean? You do. It turned out shit. But you make that trade. Time, shit. You know what I mean? It turned out shit. <laughs> I'll admit that. But, like, I want a GM who's going to make that fucking trade every time. The Drouet Sergachev thing was weird because both teams wanted to compete, but both teams wanted something different. So it was a hockey trade with a rookie and another rookie. And it was like, that's whenever you can, like, say who wins a trade, right? Because it was made for not, not a team rebuilding versus a team going for a championship it's made to so both teams get better that's the only time i think you can really judge who wins a trade and i mean i think it's pretty clear who won that fucking trade yeah obviously yeah <laughs> there's also weber's another like oh god a great example of like you can judge who wins a trade i don't i don't think it's as clear cut as the first one but yeah yeah Suban. uh <laughs> Hiding out of screen. Yeah. I'm yeah. speechless right now. Maybe we'd go there. Oh, we, all, we went there with a bunch of people. <laughs> so, shit, man. How long have we been going at this, boys? It feels like a long one. Two hours? Two hours? Yeah, two years. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Pat fading fast. That's why. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Since, you, since you just asked how long. I, yeah. Yeah. Know. Nearly Sh two hours. Shall we wrap it? Uh, we could wrap it. Rob, you want to interfere I mean, in a... You want to make yeah, yeah. An, an order for some chocolate or anything yeah. while we're here? <laughs> Just, yeah. I, like, I don't know if you like if you watch us on the reg, Jordan, but fucking uh, 
Rob came into the fucking YouTube chat looking for menu and prices of my chocolates. It's like, fucking, can we do this at another time, please? I'm, calling, yeah. I'm FaceTiming my mother after this. You want to do it then? Yeah, hold on. Let me pause this. Can yeah, yeah, yeah. my prices here? I'm trying to see some shit. Rob, Rob just said, send, uh, send the menu. Yeah. Do you have a picture of it? Something? You want to put it on screen? too funny i no. i've got a phone here like you guys are all <laughs> you guys are all cabled in i got awesome, the wi-fi man. i don't got i don't got the capacity for that Pat. yeah you can't handle all the data i know <laughs> <laughs> one picture at a time so it was fucking fun guys had a blast doing yeah this. that was a good one boys. Thanks yeah thanks for having me it was a pleasure i had a lot of fun yeah you let's know? do it again sometimes man yeah for sure i'm down whatever that was awesome. Hopefully next time I'll be a little better prepared with my uh, my tools of the trade, you know. But yeah, you were pretty smooth, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Right. Thanks a lot. Until next time. Charles. All right, boys.